understood well enough how a man with a choice between pride and responsibility will almost always choose pride if responsibility robs him of his manhood. Richard Bachman, The Running Man. Hey, Justin. Hey, Kayla. How's it going? Doing all right. How are you? Oh, we're getting snow in Nashville, you know, the yeah. one four years. Uh, so just uh, just watching that, you know, it's probably um, probably 10 percent of what you guys have on the ground. Yep. <laughs> it's probably about that. But uh, exciting for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, otherwise just figuring out how to be at home and uh, manage a three year old. Right. And yeah, you get to be at home extra almost because you have pandemic yeah. and snow. And so you're just extra yes. at home. Yep. It's, it, yeah. But uh, anyway, you know, yeah. Has impeded my ability to uh, run from the government. Mm, um, right, right. But we'll always have television. So that's, that's a good part of being at home, right? <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> Uh, let's see. But yeah, today we're talking about The Running Man, um, which is another Bachman book. Came out in 1982. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's kind of funny it's that old. It uh, kind of predicts predicts a lot of things. Right? It's that, uh, what, four years from now? And uh, yeah, as I was reading it, I thought, dang, King, you, you got this pretty yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're kind of like, yeah, yeah, that that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I could see that. It's just far enough into the future where it's like, oh, wow. that's It's one of those fun dystopian books where they're not set in a random time and place or they're not set way out into the future or in 1999 where you read it and you think, that's stupid. But just far enough out where yeah. you're like, okay, this is a little creepy. Yep. <laughs> it's a little bit creepy. Had you uh, read this book before? Uh, yeah, I actually had read this one. I um, it, but uh, I God, I think I was in middle school, so oh, um, wow. a long, long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I remember, I remember liking it then, but um, yeah, uh, certainly, um, you know, it was fun to revisit for sure. It. And I'm sure reading a book like this in middle school you pick up on certain things, but as you get older, I'm sure you've picked up on a lot of different things than you did the first time. For yeah. sure. For sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about, had you read, had you read this? I had before? not. Um, I, I oh, had wow. not. Um, I saw the movie, um, which is very different. Right. And... <laughs> yes. Uh, but, but, but hilarious. hilarious and very entertaining. Um, definitely did not regret watching it, even though it was just very different. Um, but no, I hadn't read the book and I love dystopian fiction. We've discussed this. Um, so I was really excited to read it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I I had yeah I had quite a bit of fun revisiting it. Uh, I it's I still found it highly enjoyable. But um, we can get into all of those thoughts in a bit. Um, do you want to give the quick plot da- plot rundown of why why Ben is <laughs> sure. running? Um, so we're in 2025, and 
everything is falling apart in the world. So we've got the economy um, in shambles. We've got uh, kind of a vague uh, totalitarian government system going on um, and a lot of pollution, as we'll find out, too. So we focus in on our main character, Ben Richards, and he and his wife and child are really struggling. So they're really poor and his daughter is sick. And one of the best ways for men usually to earn money in this uh, world in the city is to go to the game network, the games network and try out for game shows. And a lot of them are really dangerous. And Ben, after auditioning and going through all of this stuff, um, he gets onto the game Running Man, uh, which is the hardest one. But it also pays the most. So he's happy that he could earn money for his wife and daughter, even if he dies. Um, and he gets a head start, and he gets a little bit of money, and he has to run. Um, so he can run to any city. He can run all over the world. Um, he gets a little head start, but he's chased by hunters who are trying to kill him. Um, he has to send in videotapes to let people know that he's still alive and for the TV show. And um, people can report on him if they see him um, and be part of the show, too. So we follow him as he hides and kind of evades the hunters and learns more about the world that he's living in, which was very interesting. Um, and, yeah, he takes a plane hostage and crashes it into the building at the end. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, right, yeah, pretty wild. Know, pretty wild ending there. <laughs> um, again, I I think I've harped on this uh, how I how I view a lot of these books as taking place in the same universe. But to me, there's no way that this book does not take place in the same world as The Long Walk. No, absolutely not. It makes perfect uh, sense. You know the the Long Walk at eight p.m. The Running Man at nine. Yep. It makes perfect sense for them to be going together. Uh, yeah, so no, just wanted to get that in there before <laughs> we, before we dove further into, uh, into the book. But, um, you know, not to, uh, I guess, not, I'm, I'm not trying to make a pun here, but, but this book kind of really hits the ground running. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> and I do appreciate the pun, even though you didn't technically mean it, but yeah, that's all like that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yeah, no. I mean, we get we get just a very little bit of setup, huh? and then um, mm -hmm. and then then we are pretty much uh, you know nonstop action um, until until the end. Yeah, uh, you know, a few a few kind of uh, rest or uh, interludes between the the big action scenes, but uh, those are they're they're pretty they're pretty limited. Yeah, and even the way King sets us up with introducing us to Ben and then having him go really quickly to try out for the games, even kind of the audition process where they're just getting like physical and mental tests done. I felt I felt a lot of suspense just reading those sections. Um, yeah. You just know it's going to be something terrible <laughs> and you just know. Um, and these people are pretty much just like, are aware that they're probably going to die. So we get a lot of suspense from that. And I was really impressed by how fast paced it felt um, when it could have started off really slow and been like, let me tell you everything about this totalitarian regime. Let me tell you everything about this TV station. Nope. It just dives straight in. 
Um, yeah. 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 And yeah, certainly not that, not that these books were necessarily written in the, in the chronological mm-hmm. order that we're reading them, but you know, compared to, compared to road work, the last one that we read, yeah, just so much, so much less build up and uh, drawing things out, you know, just definitely got, got right into the meat of it in this one. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I loved the parts where he's, um, he has to get a disguise and a fake ID and he travels um, from um, his city to Boston and, you know, he has to stay in like the YMCA and it gets bombed and sneaks away. And it's just like really crazy. And the parts where he is, taking it slow, even at the Y where he has to take a shower or get a room, you're still surrounded by this suspense that he could be seen by someone and told on and reported. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The total sense of paranoia and uh, yeah. And you know, it's, it's, there aren't really, we're not seeing any, uh, you know, there's no big supporting characters in the book. Like there are people who briefly mm-hmm. appear to help him out, but uh, even those people, it's very, you know, it's very sh- kind of short-lived their their appearances in the book. Um, so it's really, you know, he it's definitely focused almost entirely on Ben, and then uh, and then towards the end we get a little bit of the picture of the main hunter, but. Um, certainly not as many <laughs> no it sticks sense. with him pretty closely i will mention um after he escapes from the explosion at the ymca he meets up with um bradley and his family um who are an african-american family and they live mm-hmm. um in kind of a ramshackle apartment is kind of what i'm picking up from the story and he learns from bradley who's just a young guy about that their air is polluted um that the poor, there's not really any way to climb out of poverty at all. Um, he talks about the TV station being used as propaganda, which I thought it was really interesting too, because um, as we're seeing where people are tattling on Ben as he's trying to escape, you see kind of this impulse that people have where they are turning on one of their own, really, another poor person, and reporting him to these people who are running this TV show, right? So you kind of get the sense that there is kind of a class warfare going on here where they're turning people against each other, making um, the television viewers believe like, oh, this person is a bad person um, when they're really just a poor person too. And his his conversation right. with yeah. Bradley really enlightens him, Ben, but it also really enlightens us too as readers where we get an understanding of what is actually going on in this society, which I thought was really interesting too. Yeah. It, yeah, it does. It does kind of paint more mm-hmm. of an overall picture of it as a, you know, sweeping, sweeping totalitarian regime versus just uh, this, you know, this one really weird. <laughs> right. TV exactly. Network. Cause otherwise it would be kind of tempting just to see like, Oh, silly that they're just so violent they're having these like gladiator sort of games um but kind of the movie makes it seem like right they're just kind of these silly gladiator games um yeah in this prison but um but yeah this makes it a whole other um 
situation in this kind of universe that we're stuck in, um, which is terrifying. It makes it much more scary to me when he can see it kind of the full picture here. Yeah. Uh, I do also like kind of back to the, back to the tryouts aspect. Uh, I really enjoy the idea that when they go in and try out or, you know, sign up for, for the games, they don't know what show they're going to get on, which I th- I think I think would make our current uh, glut of reality TV much more interesting. <laughs> if, if when you go, if when you when you went in, you weren't sure whether you were going to get on, uh, you know, on Jeopardy, Survivor, or The Bachelor. Oh my gosh, I think that's genius. I think I think you should start a new games network and just have that be kind of the default there. <laughs> Yeah. yeah well it, it would inevitably it would inevitably just end with people running for their That's lives yeah. <laughs> like wait a minute <laughs> i wanted to be on love is blind not survivor or naked and afraid <laughs> right. different <Yeah>. experiences <laughs> yeah 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 uh yeah i thought yeah i thought i was going to be on who wants to million who wants to be a millionaire and i ended up on flavor of love <laughs> Oh my god, that could be fun though. I did love Flavor of Love back in the day. I, I'm yeah. feeling such a millennial right now. <laughs> like, oh, Flavor of Love. <laughs> what an interesting reference yeah. to pull out, Justin. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I know. We're we're totally blowing our chance with the coveted younger demographic right I know. now. I'm, I'm working on my uh, middle part, and uh, but yeah, you blew it with that reference. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll just cut that part out of the TikTok version. I of think this that episode. sounds like a good idea. They won't even know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what do you? And not that I'm I'm not trying to wrap it up, but I uh, just wanted to. What What do you think of the end? Um, <laughs> like that's that's pretty intense. It's very intense. Um, and to be honest, that's where my attention kind of slipped. Is where he's. Which sounds kind of dumb because it's so outrageous that why my attention slip. But as soon as he, as soon as I can tell that he's about to hijack an airplane, I get, I kind of was like, okay, let's let's wrap it up here because um, you can, yeah, yeah. No, I, I actually, I actually totally oh, okay. agree with that because at that point he's not really. To me, at that point, he's not really the running man right. anymore. Like it's not like he's going to land the plane and run off somewhere else. Like. There's only a few ways that it could right. end, you know, like either he accepts that he accepts the network's offer or or we get what happens and he, he crashes the plane and takes out the people. Responsible. Yeah. And I think after we learn that his wife and daughter are dead, it's pretty easy to predict like what's going to happen next. Um, and I thought they dragged it and King dragged it out just a little bit too long. Um as he tends to do. But that's that's fine. Um I, I still thought it was I almost wish it was like this. Have you seen the circle or read the circle? Um, yes. The Eggers one. Yeah. yeah I almost yeah. wish that he had taken the offer and to see what had happened. <laughs> I was just kind of curious yeah. about that. Cause it's much less predictable. Um, and maybe a little bit more interesting than just like, Oh, right. I've hijacked a plane for whatever reason. And now I'm just going to crash it. Um, but I don't know. But that yeah, that's the part where I kind of lost a little interest in the story. 
Yeah, I agree. Yeah, at that point, yeah, once he gets on the plane, I'm kind of like, you know, he gets on the plane and he gets on the plane with the main hunter mm. character. I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, well, let's wrap this up. Like, I, you know, we're all we all know that this is rapidly approaching the mm-hmm. end. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but the stuff before that, you know, where where he's the actual running man, I I really love. Yeah. Um, to to me, I mean, I I think it's, I think. Uh, you know, of the Bachman books we've read, um, which uh, I, you know, I, I haven't, haven't gone crazy for on the, on the whole. Uh, but I, I think, I think, you know, two thirds of this book is the best writing that he's done. Agreed. Agreed. I, I really liked this one. Um, he picks up that good Bachman suspense with that darkness um, and his look on society and it just melds really well here where the other ones you, you kind of get little glimpses of it every once in a while, or it's too long or not very well written or whatever, but this is kind of where it's starting to meld together really nicely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And he, I, even though it's, you know, such a kind of outlandish premise, um, you can, you, you root for yeah. him, you root for him as a character and you also, you like the people that he meets along the way mm-hmm. and, you know, you also, you, you kind of, you know, you, you sense like some of the betrayal that he gets from, from some other characters, um, like the one guy's mom. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, to, to me, it's just like, even though there aren't a ton of characters in the book, um, the ones that are there are kind of much, to me, much better written than any, any of the prior Bachman Agreed. books. Agreed. Um, even the woman that he carjacks toward, toward the end, Amelia, um, as they're talking, you know, you start to learn more about her and he is explaining to her like kind of more of the situation of the world that they're living in. And she has no idea that he's not some terrible person. Um, and, you know, she's been lied to as well. So even those conversations, which could really easily be annoying and kind of extra are really helpful and beneficial to the story. And uh, yeah, I think King really did a nice job with this one. I can't think of anything on my end. Yeah, I think uh, we might be ready for Christmas. All right. Uh, well, you want to you wanna lead us off with your rating? This, sure. This time? I'm going to give it four. Um, I really liked it pretty much the whole way through. The ending was, you know, a, lost a little interest there. But besides that, I thought this was a great book. think you know i think even if we if we just amassed everything into one the king books and the bachman books i think this is still a top 10 book for me oh nice oh that's awesome yeah like it dig it like you a little bit uh you know a little bit i don't know a bit strange a little bit strange and a little bit predictable somehow at the same time but uh but the, the stuff leading up to that is really fun. So, uh, yeah, definitely, <laughs> That's awesome. definitely worth That's a read awesome. and yeah, um, ranks high really on my crown list. I was pleased to come across this one. You know, the, the other ones, like you mentioned, yeah, you know, they've been either, like, okay or I haven't liked them at all. But uh, this one I, I, I quite liked. I was, I was pleased to come across this one. Um, but next we're on to Thinner. <laughs> yeah. 
Right. Yes. Uh, well, yeah. that's an interesting that, that's one. That's a, a good way I, to say I that. look forward to hearing your thoughts on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye. Enjoy the snow. Uh, enough said. Until next time. <laughs> For more of our Stephen King adventures, please follow us on Instagram at The Year of King.